Did you know that there are 58 versions of the fairy tale Little Red Riding Hood? While you probably don't have nearly that many versions of your story about your career, I am certain that the ones that you do have, they're affecting you and your career in ways that you didn't even realise. They could even be the reason you aren't making the progress in your career that you want. Let's talk about it some more. You're listening to the Career Change Podcast with career coach, mum and ex-corporate girl, Gina Hubbard. This is a no BS discussion about everything to do with your career, including how to make those hours at work happier, easier and more fulfilling so that you can get on with living the life that you want. So let's get going. Hello and welcome back to the Career Change Podcast. I hope wherever you are in the world that you are having a great, great day. Um, I want to take a hot minute here just to give a big shout out to my listeners in the Philippines. I have been fortunate enough to get to know and to talk to a couple of people who listen in from there, which is so super cool and I am so honored and grateful to have you in my world. So a big hello and thank you to all my listeners in the Philippines. I know that you've had a typhoon recently so I hope that you are staying safe and well. Okay so today I want to talk about stories. More importantly it's the stories that we have about ourselves, about our careers and about our abilities to do our jobs. They are the stories that affect the results that we get and drive how we feel on a day-to-day basis when we get to work. You'll find these stories in your everyday conversations. They are the little anecdotes that we tell about things that happen to us. They are the responses we give when someone asks us about our day. But these stories contain our thoughts, and our thoughts create our feelings. And our feelings drive our behavior, which creates our results in life. And some of the stories that we tell regularly without even thinking about it could be lowering your confidence and blocking you from having the life and the career that you want, just because of the thoughts they contain. It is the stories that we tell about the boss who is mean to us or won't give us the pay rise or the micromanager who controls every little thing that we do. It's also the stories about the work colleagues who talk behind your back about you and put you down in front of other people. It's all of our thoughts. It's the sentences that run through our brains about our jobs. They make up our story about our job. But here's the thing, they are still just sentences. And we string them all together to make a story and then we have them memorized and on hand to tell automatically when someone asks us how our job is going. We have our story in our brain, we've thought about it often and it's there easily on repeat for us to just access to tell people. Because that is the way that our brain works. It likes to be efficient. That is its job. Now the dangerous part about this is that we think our stories are 100% true. And this is where we get into trouble. And yes, 
I'm not denying that. Part of your story will be factual. In the telling of your story, you will recount factual circumstances. A circumstance, for example, would be, I have a job in a factory making pens. So that's a factual statement versus your thought about that, which makes up the rest of your story. So our thoughts, they create our feelings. So if you're in a factory making pens and your thought about that is, I hate my job, I I can't do this anymore, it's killing me standing all day, um, not making any money, the bosses are a-holes, then that is your story. But those are just thoughts about your factual circumstances. Your story is a collection of factual circumstances and thoughts, and it's the thoughts that create how you feel. Now, this isn't to deny the reality of what is happening for you or to you at work, but what I would like to say is that because your stories start in your head as thoughts, that you have a lot more control over that story than you realize. You get to decide what you think about anything that happens in your life, whether it's something that you want or something that you don't want. It's also not about lying to yourself, but you can reframe your story. You can tell the truth of your factual circumstances and reframe your thoughts to help you feel differently about your job and yourself than you do now. Now, why is this important? Well, it's very important because when you think different thoughts, you get completely different results in your life. It might mean that you are happier and more focused and have more clarity and able to see a way forward into something better for you than if you were telling a story of self-pity and wondering how the hell you're going to get out of your job because you feel so stuck. Because here is the thing, my friends, if you check in with your story and you realize that it's not a happy one, one that doesn't bring you joy and it's actually quite negative, then you are probably getting to work each day and treating it like an escape room. And what I mean by that is you probably get to work and spend most of your day, if not all of your day, trying to figure out how to get out, how to escape, how to find something better, how to find something that's going to meet your needs and give you what you want in life. And it's important to be aware of your story and how it makes you feel so that when you are exploring your options, you're actually doing it from a more calm and slightly happier, if not much happier place than if you're sitting in a story of being a victim and wallowing in self-pity, feeling angry and frustrated all the time because things are not going your way. Now, hear me out here because I get it. I really do, because this was me. When I was working in my corporate job, I did this. I would honestly get to work, and I would spend a lot of my time trying to figure out how to get out. It was like an escape room situation every single day. Now, I don't know if you've ever done an escape room. They're quite fun, kind of. I've done two or three of them, and to be honest... I always feel quite a high level of anxiety at first. 
I don't know why. They're, they're just not fun for me at the beginning. I ease into it, but at the beginning, I just, I don't like it. I find them quite stressful situations to be in, to be honest. You might, you might enjoy escape rooms, which is fantastic, but personally, I don't. And I, I don't think it's healthy or even appropriate to get to your job and feel like you just need to escape. Not every day. In fact, I know it's not healthy for you because that's quite a high stress way of living, right? That whole energy, I've got to get out, I've got to get out, I've got to get out of this situation. Like, where is the door? It's that I need to flee, I need to run away, I need to escape to save my life type of response. So if you're finding that this is happening for you, then here is what I would like you to do because you know I don't leave you hanging on these podcasts I give you actionable things to do so here's what you do number one and you've heard me say this before on previous podcasts probably on every other podcast actually you need to check in with how you feel every day at work you first need to be aware of what you were thinking and feeling you need to know what story you have going around in your brain awareness is key And as usual, don't judge yourself or give yourself a hard time. That's not what we're about. Just observe and make note of the story that you have. Make note of the collection of thoughts. Listen to yourself as you talk. When someone asks you how work is going, what is your automatic response? What do you find yourself telling people or yourself on repeat without really thinking about it? Be aware That the way that you're feeling about work, about your job, that is on you. You can't always be in control of what comes your way at work, like the way people talk about you or the way people treat you. That is on them. But you are in control of how you respond to what happens and how you think and feel about what happens. Which is a great thing, right? Because it means that you can take back responsibility for how you feel on a day-to-day basis. Outsourcing responsibility to other people to make us feel a certain way is the quickest path to feeling disappointed, trust me. Because other people can't make us feel a certain way our feelings are created from our thoughts it's an internal job it's not other people's thoughts or actions that cause our feelings so once you have a handle on how you are thinking and feeling once you are aware of a story that you tell people automatically about your job that doesn't feel good then the next step number two is to decide if you want to keep telling that story or if you'd like to reframe it in a way that feels better for you I am absolutely 100% sure that no matter what is happening for you that there is a way that you can explore and modify your story about what is happening that helps you feel better than what you have been feeling and maybe it's not that you go from feeling um frustrated and angry and upset to feeling happy and exhilarated and joyful that's not what I'm saying but maybe we go from angry and frustrated to okay I'm worried and I'm, I'm annoyed 
If you think about emotions on a scale of intensity, then anger and frustration and rage, they would be like at the top, right? They'd be the highest. What you're trying to achieve is a de-escalation, a drop in intensity. And to do this, you want to reframe your story. And here is a real life example for you. When I was working in my corporate job years ago, I had the story that I hated my job. When anybody asked me about my day, I would sigh, you know, and tell them how much I hated being there, how it's not what I want to do, but how I'm stuck because I wouldn't make as much money anywhere else. I would take that opportunity to complain and wallow about in my own little pity party. And to be honest, it felt terrible. But at the time, I thought it was just fact and it felt very justified. The story was one that I was so used to telling. It came so automatically to me that I wasn't even fact checking it for one. And and for two, I was not even bothering to check in to see how that story made me feel. This story made me feel hopeless. I felt a lot of despair. Now, while these two emotions are not in the same league as anger and rage, they are still up there on the don't feel good side of the emotional scale. And these two emotions, they weren't driving any positive action from me. In fact, they were so heavy that I did nothing because I was telling myself that there was nothing I could do, which was a terrible and toxic lie. It wasn't the truth. Once I realized what I was doing, I set about reframing my story and practicing it in my head and out loud when people asked me about my day. So I went from, I hate my job, it's not what I want to do, and I'm stuck because I can't make as much money anywhere else, to, I am not happy. And I think it's possible that there is something else out there for me. It might take a little while, but I'm sure I can find something that suits my needs and wants better than where I am now. Can you see the difference? Can you feel the difference? The important thing here is that you don't lie to yourself. Both of my stories were true, but one just felt a lot better and helped me take positive action to change my situation versus wallowing around in despair and hopelessness doing nothing. Going from anger and rage to happy and joyful That is not the goal here. For one, you'll probably have to start lying to yourself to achieve that, and I never recommend lying to yourself. And secondly, emotion that feels negative, it is a sign that something isn't right, that something needs to change. I also didn't change the facts of my story. I didn't change the circumstances. I just changed how I was thinking about those same circumstances so that I could feel a different way. When you're in a situation you need to get out of and you need to find a career or a job that is going to suit your needs better, then you'll find doing that work a lot easier to do if you are feeling determined than if you're feeling anger. So just ask yourself, is this actually something that I want to keep telling myself? Is this actually the way that I want to continue to feel? Is this a great foundation for me to go out into the world and look for something better? Taking action from a place of calm determination is much easier and will get you very different results than taking action from a place of rage and anger. It is a better place for you to start exploring what is next for you because your brain is not consumed by all of the anger. 
If we go back to the escape room analogy, it would be the same as trying to work out how to get out of an escape room when you are feeling angry versus determined to work it out. Focused. Trying to figure out how to escape any situation is a lot easier when you feel in control, when you're thinking, I'm in charge here, this is my life, I don't like this and I'm going to work out how to make a change. It sounds like a small and inconsequential shift, but I'm telling you, it is everything. Taking the time to do this work makes a huge difference, so I would just like you to think about and listen to your stories. Are they serving you or are they sabotaging you? Is your story actually making you feel so angry or hopeless that it's keeping you in the situation you want to get out of? When someone asks you how your day was, what story do you have on repeat without being aware of it? Remember, awareness is 80% of any coaching or change transformation. Take the time to be aware of what you're doing and what you're thinking and what you're feeling because that gives you your power back. Your thoughts create your feelings. Your thoughts are optional. You get to choose what you think, which means that you get to choose how you feel. Now, if you want to continue feeling angry and frustrated and upset, by all means, you know you have free will, you do you. You go ahead and do that, but just be aware of how it's actually affecting what you get in life. And actually, if you're in that sort of situation, how that's affecting you physically, because we're in stressful situations, um, our cortisol rises, right, when we're in stressful situations, which can have very real and detrimental effects on our bodies. Creating a space where you are able to see opportunities for yourself, new opportunities where you're able to sit down and calmly think about the best way forward for yourself and your family, that is what we are trying to achieve here. Getting home at the end of the day, being so angry and unhappy with where you are that all you seem to do is complain, does nothing to help you get yourself out of the situation you don't want to be in. And taking the time to be aware of and changing your story can help with that. So, listen to your stories. Listen to the words you use. Are they true? Are you telling yourself porkies? Does your story feel empowering? If not, try giving it a rewrite. Keep all the facts, but change your thoughts. Add in the missing bits. Now tell it again. Does it feel better? Of course it does. Now this feeling is going to drive different actions, which means you'll get a different result in your life. Feelings matter in a big way. Are you ready to own and take responsibility for the way that you feel. Hey there, are you ready to know exactly why you can't make any progress in your career? If you've been working hard and are feeling burnt out and trapped, but you're not sure why or you don't even know where to start to make positive change, then I've got you covered. Imagine what it would be like if you could earn the salary that you want, feel energized by what you do, and be free of self-doubt. And I'm here to tell you that you can. Your lack of confidence might be holding you back, and you might not even know it. So let's fix that. 
click the link in the show notes to get my free masterclass on the three ways your lack of confidence sabotages your career and how to turn it around and get the salary you deserve. Inside you'll learn the three key ways you might be sabotaging your own career, how these show up for even the most accomplished and self-aware woman just like you and me, and how to get your mojo back, reclaim the power in your career, and start finally earning the salary that you deserve. Born out of the blood, sweat, and tears of going through this myself and the hundreds of hours of coaching women just like you to their own career success, the three ways I'm teaching in this training are little known and hardly talked about. So head over to the show notes now and click the link to get the free and instant access to this masterclass.